I don't know if we'll get an aliyah now. And here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do it with Rashi. And then I have a paper called Shaila Morat. Shaila Morat, this is, uh, I don't know if you can see this or not. It's a nice beckett, a nice um, collection of different perushim and Rashi that help us a little bit in understanding Rashi. So, with that said, let's open up Rashi here and we'll get started. So, Yaakov uh, went out from Be'er Shava and he went towards Haran. And the end indicates going towards Haran. Let's take a look at what Rashi has to say. Okay, what do we have here? Um, so tells Yaakov he has to go to Levan, his brother, and and stay there until you know. Um, uh, what's good? Until I until uh, basically Esav is no longer. So then Rivka says to Yitzchak, Tell me Rivka Yitzchak, Katsdi Bechaya, I'm I'm just I'm finished and I'm, I'm just I I'm I hate my life, so to speak. Ma'asti Bechaya, I'm disgusted by my life. Because of these daughters of Chet, who Esav married. Im Lokech Yaakov Isha Mibnos Chet Ke'elu Bimnot Aaretz Lamenichaim. If Yaakov will also take a wife from these uh, daughters of Chet. Similar to these women that uh, Asa took, um, why am I even alive? What, 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 what's my life worth? You know, that's that's um, that's Rivka to Yitzchak. It's all background information. Understand this, Rashi. Yikra Yitzchak el Yaakov, so Yitzchak called Yaakov. He gave him a brach and he commanded him. It's a veil, and he said to him, Don't take a wife from the women that are here near Canaan. Go, get up and go to the house to, um, towards Padan Aram, to the house of Besua, who's the father of your mother. Right? And then um, and take for yourself a wife from the, from the daughters of Lavan, who's your brother's, who's your mother's brother. So this is a bracha. We want to focus on the sending him to way part. So he gives him a bracha. So Yitzchak sent Yaakov, and Yaakov went to Padan Aram. Right? That's what, that's what we told him. Yitzchak Yitzchak is Yaakov, Padan Aram. And he, Yaakov, went towards Padan Aram. Again, the hey indicates that you're, that's where you're traveling towards. Not that he's necessarily reached there yet at this point in the story, but he's on his way there. Where is he going? To Levan, Ben Busua, Arami, Achi, Rivka, Aim, Yaakov, Esav. To that. 
he was going to put Aram to Levan, who's the son of Busuel, Aramin, who's the brother of Rivka, and Rivka was the mother of Yaakov and Esav. Theoretically, if we skip Pasuk Vav here for a second, in um, uh, over here, let's let's go and close this for a second. <clears throat> if we skip Pasuk Vav and we come down to our parsha, Yaakov Sheva, well, we already know that, right? Isn't that what we were taught right here? Seems a bit repetitive. This pasuk hey in the in in the previous parsha in pasuk after the pasuk which is our parsha, vav through tes, right? Verse 5 in the previous parsha, there's so one, maybe it's two, three, four, five, I guess, maybe four between. Um, so those four psukim, we need to understand. So what happens? Yitzchak sends Yaakov. Yaakov goes to, is going towards Levan. In the meantime, so what happens? Asab sees this is you know these two sentences are really one um, you know continuous idea or statement. So he Asab sees a few things. First, that Yitzchak blessed Yaakov. And then he didn't send him to Paden Aram, right, in order to take a wife from there. And he blessed him and commanded him not to take a wife from Benos Kanan. So this is what Esau sees. He sees what Yitzchak said to Yaakov. You know, he gave him the bracha, but he also said, go to Paden Aram and, that, uh, and don't take a wife from Benos Kanan. And not only that, but Yishmas Yaakov Aviv And Yaakov listened to his father and to his mother, which is, uh, I don't know if, we don't have any recognition that Esav knew about it, but that sounds like I guess he did. So Esav sees that Yaakov is listening to his father and father's mother, and then he went to Paden Aram. And so there, So now Esav understands, he sees that these Benot Kanan, his parents are not happy with them. It's a terrible thing in their eyes. Right? In the eyes of Yitzchak Aviv. He doesn't actually mention Rivka here. He's mentioned that he sees that his father does not hold of his wives. So what does Esav do? So, so Esav goes and gets another wife. He goes to Ishmael, who's son of Avram, right? He's not from the Benot, uh, he's not part of it's Canaan. <coughs> and he takes Machalas ben Ishmael um, as a wife. In addition to his other wives, he doesn't divorce his other wives. <clears throat> he now adds another, uh, um, he now gets married to the daughter of Yishmael uh, because he sees that Yitzchak is not happy with the fact that he has Canaanite wives. So that's a mini story, right? If we go back, one second. Um, so, 
So after Yitzchak gives the bracha to Esav, so we see that Esav hates Yaakov. There's a tremendous hatred and grudge against him. And the fact that Yitzchak gave Yaakov a bracha. And he says, I'm gonna, you know, once my father basically passes away, then I'm going to kill Yaakov. This is the point we get to. This passage then that base. So you got the Rivka as Dibe Esav and Nagadol. So Rivka hears what Esav is saying. It sounds like he said it to himself, but I guess he somehow articulated it that he wants to go and kill Yaakov. Right here, Okay. So he said from this point, we now are the story is now turned. It's focused to Yaakov. Esav is out of the picture temporarily in terms of the narrative. Right? The focus now is on Yaakov. What happens? Rivka calls to Yaakov. And says to him, oh, look, your, your brother wants to go and uh, murder you. Listen to me, okay? Go and go to Levan. So this is all about Rivka talking to Yaakov. The action, Yaakov is doing the listening. And he's telling her what, she's telling him what he should do. Right, let's go on. And Toma Rivka, so now, over to Rivka and to Yitzchak, but it's a conversation about Yaakov. Rivka says to Yitzchak, listen, um, if Yaakov takes a wife from Benos Chait, I, I just can't handle it. It's just too much for me. It's terrible. So even though right now the all the narrative, is the action is, is between Rivka and Yitzchak, what Rivka is telling Yitzchak, it's about Yaakov. So we're still in a narrative about Yaakov. And Yitzchak calls Yaakov, and he blesses him, and he commands a wife from Benos Canaan. The whole story here is in continuing about including Pasukei. Right? And so switches to Esav. It switches to Esav noting what happened between Yitzchak and Yaakov and then what and how he responds. So now that even though it's it's um, part of it of Yitzchak um, command and bracha to Yaakov, it's about how he responds to it. So the narrative is interrupted from Yaakov now, right? And until the end of the parshat, all the narrative is focusing on the ends. Then in Pasuk, now returning to the narrative about Yaakov. That is Yitzchak Yaakov now, I just note, I'm actually going to close up here, that at this point, actually, we're really focusing on Yaakov. Uh, it, the, the focus on Yaakov is what Rivka says to Yaakov, what Rivka says to Yitzchak about Yaakov, that Yaakov sends Yitzchak, um, and, and that indeed, Esav sees that Yitzchak blessed Yaakov, and that he sent him to Padana Ram, and Esav sees that Yaakov's heard so it's, we're not, when I say the, the narrative's on Yaakov, it's about, you know, Rivka's, it's, Yaakov's very passive. He's not, uh, he's not, he's not, um, the narrative's about other people's relationship or actions or discussions with Yaakov. Not about Yaakov himself as a character, what Yaakov is doing. At, from, from until, until the end. The narrative, we're actually focusing on Yaakov and, and so what Yaakov is doing, that Yaakov goes, Sheba, and he goes to Haran, and then he arrives at this place, and so on and so forth. So, the narrative 
focus, the narrative focus now switched. With that on mind, let's now read again this Rashi. Rashi says it was Vyetsa Yaakov. Aidei should be shvir shavraot benot kanan ve'inei yitzcha. Aviv halach etzav elishma. Given that, this is in other words, this, this Rashi is doing with the narrative structure explaining. We'll see what the problem is in a second. Given that Esav saw that, um, um, in other words, Esav went to Ishmael, right? Halach Esav Ishmael. Why did he go to um, Ishmael? Because he saw that the Benot Canaan were, were, you know, terrible, evil in the eyes of his father. So Ali Day. Given by means of the fact that Aide Bishvil is a little bit difficult actually for me to as a phrase. I was I would just I would have thought that Rashi would have written it. Aide Shara'ot Bina Ashare Shara Yak Asav Shara'ot Binot Kanab Bene Yitzhak Aviv Halach Asav Ashmael. Right? But anyway, the Aide Bishvil, I have to find out exactly how to translate it properly. In fact, I'll go back to that in a second if we don't get any help. But nonetheless, because of this fact that, that Esau is noting what happened to um, between Yitzchak and Yaakov, and that Yitzchak saw, thought that the Denot Canaan were terrible wives, and that Esau notes that, and the narrative, therefore, is Hivsika Inyan, for Parsha Tosha Yaakov. And therefore, the Hivsik, it, it stops, it's, it separates, it's Mavsik, um, the Inyan, I, the narrative. Inyan here means the matter, but in, in modern English, we say the narrative. In Parsha Tosh Yaakov, in this story, the Parsha, the uh, the story of Yaakov, and and it rather it's right, Yar Esav ki Beirach, so Mishigamar Chazal in Mishon. So therefore, once that little sub narrative, that side narrative, which evidently is, is is important to note, but you have to put it in somewhere. It's it's it stops the narrative flow. The narrative flow is about Yaakov. Rivka calls Yaakov. She talks to Yitzchak Yaakov, Yitzchak blesses and commands Yaakov, and so on and so forth. And therefore, you should, the next thing should be Yitzchak Yaakov. Right? But no, it's Hivsik. So since it's Hivsik, now it comes back. And we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have Yitzchak Yaakov. Yitzchak Yaakov is Aram. Right? Elevan, right? And then we should have Yitzchak Yaakov and Makom. So we don't need this Pasuk, because we from this Pasuk, So we, once we, theoretically, after we go to this little side narrative of Esau, if you want to go and just add the word Yaakov to, to indicate us that we've gone back to Yaakov, although you can figure that out if it's not written there. And this Pasuk seems superfluous. This Rashi is not superfluous if you understand the narrative flow. Because of the narrative flow, we have to go back a little bit and kind of, you know, uh, uh, what you call it? Um, uh, not regurg- you know, repeat or, or, you know, remind ourselves about the last thing that we heard about Yaakov. And that is that Yitzchak had sent Yaakov. But rather than focusing on Yitzchak sending Yaakov, we're going to focus on the, the Yelech Paden Aram, the Yaakov going Paden Aram. This one line here, these three words here, is actually an indication of something that Yaakov is doing. But it's said in the context of Yitzchak telling it. So now we're going to go back here, and we're going to go zoom in on this, this point right here. We said it in a very general way, because we want to go and have the side narrative of Esau. But now that we're done with that general statement that Yitzchak sent him, and he went to Padan Aram, or towards Padan Aram, now we're 
detail. And that's what Rashi says uh, in terms of this. Now, let me um, read this Shai Memora and see if it, how they can help us a little bit further with this Rashi. So I'll just read and I'll explain. Aidei should be Shpil. So they have a little comment on this. Says um, the Shai Memora. Rashi Balatarei Sheila. So Rosh is coming to answer the question you're going to ask. Didn't the narrative already tell us, didn't the Chumash already tell us that Yaakov went to Paden Aram, as we noted? So why is it coming back and telling me again that Yaakov left, you know, his father's home? We know that Yaakov left. He cannot go to Paden Aram and not leave his father's house, and not leave Eretz Canaan. There's no, that's not possible. So, so once you tell me, that he um which one once you tell me that he's um that he's on his way to Padanaram, so I already know that Yitzha Yaakov be Shava. But I don't need to tell that. I know that he's Halach Yalecha Kharana Kharana because I was already told that. So now says uh there's a parenthetical statement here. I'm back in the Shaila Morah, in the Marsh Mipnesha Yip Sika Inyan Vipash of Yaryasav. So now they, they want to add, okay, let's say you want to say it because, like Rashi does say, that we have the side narrative of Yara Esav. Well, wait a second, that also needs explanation. Why did the narratives, you know, stop or, or, or um, you know, why is it paused or interrupted? Is that the best way to translate Yip Seek? In the middle of the story. So now, Akach Mephaish Rashi, Okay, so basically, I don't think that he adds anything that we didn't know before, but Aidei should be Shvil, or in other words, the, the, just to get the language. Given that the Benot Kanan are evil in the eyes of um, of uh, Yitzchak's father, because of that he went to Haran. You know, there's Aidei to be Shvisha wrote in Okay, I don't know. I still find this phrase hard. Let me go take a look at two other uh, sources that help us. <laughs> Actually, I have three sources. Okay, here is a book. Um, I forgot what it's called. Mikra Mufurash, which has, among other things, a Pirish and Rashi, which is uh, also very helpful at times and very nice. So, we're in um, okay, it, it's still I'm having a hard time translating English. So now I'll go to two English translations. This is the very and Rashi, particularly in the back. There are these notes for someone starting out, and they help oftentimes with grammatical Rashi. The Shadam um, and also the, uh, the um, what you call it, um, the Ozvahadar also help oftentimes with grammatical Rashi. I believe from my familiarity with the art scroll. It helps a bit less with the grammatical Rashi, although it's also very, very helpful. And I don't want to not take anything away from that. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. So, 
But here's how he translates, or Silberman translates it. Owing to the fact that because the daughters of the Canaanite, even the eyes of Isaac, his father, that Asa went to Ishmael, scripture broke off the narrative contained in this section. Okay, so it's a very awkward phrase. I'm going to, owing to the fact that it was because the daughters of, you know, one last time, and then we'll move on. You know, let's see how the art scope um, Rashi translates it. So, here we go. Due to the fact that because the daughters of Canaan were evil in the eyes of Isaac, his father, Asa went to Ishmael to take a wife. Scripture interrupted the subject of the episode of Yaakov and wrote, okay, um, so again, the translation also indicates it's a little bit awkward of the phraseology, but you can figure it out. And I think we figured it out, and with that, we'll move on. And let's see if there's anything more here in this uh, Shreda Marah. Okay, Misha Gamar. Uh, um, sorry about that in the background. Misha Gamar. Okay, okay, fine. Um, let's go to the next Russian. We didn't need to write the Yetsa Yaakov in Beersheba, right? Don't we already know that? We know that because it's Yaakov. Um, now, can you take her out of the room, please? Okay, sorry about that. We will in a moment. So, given okay, so we we could have we could have just said Yaakov Harana, right? Yaakov Harana. We would have understood that he left Beersheba because his father lives in Beersheba. His father sent him away. He's on the way to Paran Aram, and we can figure that out. So, why is the Torah noting it? Why is it focusing on the fact that Yaakov left Beersheba? So Rashi says, it's, it's, in other words, if I just want to continue the narrative from when it left off, I don't need these first three words. But if there's some idea or point that's being you know, described here, so then it's helpful and useful. So what is Rashi? So rather it's to teach us that when a tzaddik leaves a place and makes an impression, a negative impression, that uh, like we're, we're noting that something now is that it's not just that Yaakov's on his way to Haran. Be'er Sheva is losing ya, um, uh, Yaakov. You know, um, if I can, um, I mean, uh, it's just a current example, but if uh, perhaps I can uh, um, uh, note it, um, in, in New York City, uh, New York State, I mean, there's been a lot of people who've left New York lately, particularly, I think, New York City, um, including a lot of people who uh, contribute very heavily to the tax base. So people have noted, you know, two phenomena. One, that a lot of people are moving from New York to Florida, but they also note that a lot of people who paid, who paid a lot of taxes, a lot of, a lot of you know, foundation of the tax base for New York City is leaving New York City. So there's two points you can emphasize, right? You can emphasize where they're moving to, or you can emphasize that, that they're moving out of New York and that and the implication for New York City. So if you say, like, you know, um, you know, uh, the business leaders uh, have left New York and gone to Florida, so that you understand that they're leaving, you know, that the emphasizing that leaving New York is making a point. That's just something that's been in the, the news lately, so I'm just using it as an example. So I'm saying that the, the, the similar point here, I was not talking about money, Yitzhak Yaakov in Beersheba 
is pointing out that Yaakov is left, Bershev is losing Yaakov. And that's that's interesting or significant, says Rashi. Because why? Because Yaakov is not just any old person. He's, you know, he's a tzaddik. And when a tzaddik leaves a place, it, it, it leaves a restroom. It, the place is not the same anymore. When the tzaddik is in the ear, that person is um, the radiance, how do you translate, hod, uh, of that um, place. It's, his, it's glow. It's, it's honor or glory. If he goes out from there, once he leaves there, so then that that uh, glory, that honor, that shine, whatever that glow, uh, that radiance has left. It's a different place. It has a different quality to it. That's also some if you go to root, Perak Aleph, which we we'll take a quick look at. Um, and when you talk about here, when uh, it says Okay, I, I I have to find it right now. But when it, it's similar thing when it talks about everything somewhere, Naomi goes to the fields of Moab, and her husband and, her, and, and Naomi gets up, she and her daughters-in-laws, like the wives of her two sons who passed away, and she they leave, they go back from Tasha, but she returns from Stemoav, because she heard in Stemoav that a Kodesh Baruch was, you know, um, taking note of his nation and he's given them food. The, 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 the famine is over in Eretz She left Eretz because of the famine. So now it says, Hey, now it says, and she left the place that she was there. But what do we need to know that? We already said that she got up and she went back. She's returning from Stay Moab to go uh, to Eretz So just to stay here, to start, it says, uh, and leave out this part that takes him in a It says, Rashi, no, it wants to emphasize that the place is losing Nomi. That's what Rashi wants to say here. Let's see what Rashi says. Over here, is the same point he says. Why we obviously says where she where she can return from if not from the place that she's from. If I'm returning home, so I'm returning home from where I am right now. If I'm in Sde Moab right now, I'm returning home. So obviously, I'm leaving. Um, stay more off. So why did they take him in her comb? Uh, so it says Rashi to, um, uh, because um, to emphasize that the same thing that the tzaddik is leaving is going to make a roshim. Let's see some other mafarshim if they if they say about this point. And so we have just the mabam. Does he comment on this? Um, uh, okay, I, I don't know. We're going to go to that mabam. Let's go quickly here. At let's say the Rashbam and the Ibn Ezra, maybe the Bukhar Shore. Where's the Rashbam? Where's the 
Mudak also the Rashbam. Let's see what the Rashbam says. Halach tzad charan. He doesn't say much at all. The Svarno says anything. Okay. Let's see if somebody else gives a different Let's look at the Bechor Shor. Nope, none of them are really going into this. Um, the Ibn Ezra. Um, uh, let's go uh, a little bit further and to see here the Emeka Devar, does he say anything? Come here, come here, Right, what it says the Nitziv. It says the Point number two, and Yaakov went towards Harana. It sounds like those are two different activities that are not connected to each other. If you want to connect them, again, he would have written, Yaakov lechet Harana. So, so this, says the Nitziv, beautifully, is a proof, or fits very nicely with Chazal say. They say between Yaakov's leaving Beersheba, is going to Haran, he spent 14 years in the uh, in the base, in the house of Shema Eber, studying in uh, the, I guess, what we call the yeshiva, you know, using modern-day terminology, but uh, in there, they had a school. You know, uh, to, for about, what uh, I guess would be comparable to what we talk about yeshiva today. And he went there. And therefore, the yeshiva it is, it's, Yosheba is its own issue, and the licha, its own parak, parsha, uh, event, its own event, and the licha, tacharan, is its own event. Not connected, and that's why it has the grammatical form it does. That's very nice, and then you kind of, um, at this point, I, I would say you don't necessarily need Rashi. But Yetzi Yaakov and Beersheba, is letting you know two things. He left Beersheba, but he didn't necessarily go to Haran right away. Now he's later on he goes to Haran. It doesn't tell us about what happened in between because that's not the story that the Chumash wants to give over. That doesn't mean there wasn't anything in between. We did hint at here that there were two different events. And then Chazal now makes a bit more sense. Let's go and take a look. Uh, I don't know about that. Tom, shall we seek? The Rachim's going to be too long, I think. Um, so let's just go and take a look what else we have here. Does the Basilevi say anything? and so he says, sometimes you leave a place because you want to get somewhere else. Sometimes you just want to get out of that place. You don't care exactly where you want to get to. But Yaakov, both were true. That, um, he wanted to go and fulfill his father's um, command, for he would have an aim. Um, the Rivka, we'll leave that out for now. But um, 
last thing is there a problem here? And then we'll move on. Well, let's look at the Chizkuni very quickly. Um, um, okay, now the Chizkuni is going to be too long for us right now. I just want to see if it gets... Okay, let's move on. So now we're going to come back to... Um, so we're going to go back to Rashi. And so he doesn't hold Rashi's not saying it sounds like like an itziv. That he says he went out to go to the uh, Haran. But uh, according to the Tziv, um, you know, he left Beersheba. And then he went to the Shiva Shiva Aver, which is, I guess, what was a necessary step before going and getting a wife. I'm gonna add that in. And then later on he went Haran. Rashi says, no, it's as if it means it's he doesn't hold, he says, like, no. Is as if it's Haran. So he understands the grammatical point that Nitziv says, but he doesn't seem to think it's the same problem. So now, uh, let's look at the Shalom Orah. Lamiskir Itzia Sash, ain't there a custom to prepare rock be eka inyan, Shemidabeva, ain't the devar, these carbis ever mashi at Sami Beersheva. He says, um, um, Says the Shanara, Rashi asks, Lama lo that we didn't write Rashi, we don't have to write this. Rashi asks, Lama is so why does it mention it? What's the problem with mentioning it? What's the issue? Says the Shanara, because if you look at the literary style of the Chumash and Tanakh as a whole, they only relate the relevant points. Only the essential elements of the story, of the narrative that it's talking about. Nothing is mentioned in terms of the story, in terms of something that happened about his going out. It doesn't say, and then when he was leaving, this happened to him, or something like that. This, you know, it just, it just giving me you know, uh, information that's not relevant to the story. I know that Yitzchak sent him. I know he's going to Haran, and now I can say, Harana, Yaakov Harana. I know that he's on the way Haran, and then the next event, next story happens, and he comes to this place, and he um, and he has all these rocks, and there's the whole chalup. So that's that's the nature of um, of the narrative of the Chumash. But if you tell me the Yitzchak, you don't tell me anything that happened in the Yitzchak, so that's the information that the Chumash doesn't tell us. So why is it here? So, if you want to say that if you want to tell me that he left Beersheba, so uh, and that's why you want to know that when he went to Haran, he was leaving from Beersheba, so you could have rewritten it. You could have said, and Yaakov went from Beersheba towards Haran. And then, then I would just, so like, well, in other words, I can get it all in. I get the fact that he's leaving Beersheba, and I can get the fact that he's going to Haran, I can, get, I can return the narrative, That'd be fine. Why do I have to emphasize that he's going out from Beersheba? That's the point. That's why he says about this idea that, it, that it's, by the by, the Torah wants to let us know a certain fact of life, a certain fact of reality that we should be aware of. By the by, it's not for a narrative. In terms of the narrative, it's not needed. In terms of, like, let me just draw your attention to the fact that Yaakov's leaving Beersheba and you can focus on it a little bit, and you can understand that, um, uh, or figure out, or somebody else can point out to you, that 
there's a significance to Yaakov living Be'er Sheva in terms of Be'er Sheva. Also Rashim, that's the next part of Rashi. Im Tomar, this is Shadim Ora. Eichasar Rashim. Although Adain Yeshbo had Sadik Yitzchak, if you want to say, wait a second, Yitzchak's still there. But Roshan, there's still Tzadik in the air. So there's there's one Tzadik instead of two Tzadikim, right? But how's that also Roshan? Matarit Bereshit Rabbe ain't dumb as Zuchut Tzadik Achad as Chut Shnei Tzadikim. So in Bereshit Rabbe it says, you can't compare the merit or the benefit of having two Tzadikim in the city to one. One and it says two, right? Having one Tzadik is great, but it, it, two is more than one plus one in this case. They can they play off each other. They can help each other. They can, you know, sometimes, you know, you have somebody who studied something. If you have two people who study the same thing, right? And he's in his room by himself studying and that person's room by himself studying it. Whatever, whatever it is. It could be Torah. It could be, you know, history. It could be math. It could be science. It could be literature. Whatever it is. Some subject, right? They're each independently doing it. So they can each learn something. If they get together and discuss it, they can bring out from each other ideas and understand that they didn't... They, they couldn't do by themselves. I didn't understand it that way. This is how I understood it. No, no, no. That doesn't make any sense because of this. If you understand it this way, you can have a whole conversation. And you can be marbe the chachma that you wouldn't be able to do if the two people by themselves. So two, two tzaddikim. That they can help each other, encourage each other, you know, um, propel each other forward. That's the idea here. So going on, the next point of Rashi. Hu hoda, hu ziva, hu adara. So Rashi notes that the Sadiq is the hod of the city and the ziv of the city and the hadar of the city, which we translated before, but let's see what the Shadim Aras to say. Derech mashu, kadam zeshakom, kadam zeshakom modim oso, ahachachmasov, gam yeshto ziv kwaster panim, badam machus kudula. So they're coincidentally as a parish called the Bear Maim Chaim. What's there's hod, there's ziv, and there's hadar. So hod is everybody modim also so. A tzaddik is not just a righteous person in terms of like a moral person. He also has a certain wisdom behind him. Oftentimes you need there's sometimes you need just you know you know some in terms of morality in terms of tzaddik in terms of benefit to a place. A tzaddik is more than just being a moral person who doesn't steal. He adds to the place in many ways. So it could be his moral character, his upright character is one facet of it. His insights into um, you know what's what's dangerous, what's beneficial is another factor of it. You know that, that's that's going to have bad ramifications. We go there, you know, you see certain policies at times that uh, the changes society make, and they're really detrimental. And if you had you know enough upstanding people, enough insightful people who had authority and, and weight and, and honor in the society, you can stop them from making those mistakes. So everybody's moda on his chachma. You know, there's certain people that, like, you know, in a certain situation, you'll interview him, and everybody says that this guy has insight into the issues. And it, it doesn't have to be just in terms of uh, what we basically just consider morality. It could be in terms of political structures, policies, in terms of, uh, you know, cultural issues and things like that. Everybody recognizes that this guy has something to say. And so they go to him. They, they seek his advice on the issue. Right? So that's hoda. Who Hoda? He's the Hod. Hod is that what people recognize about him, I guess. It's an interesting use of the word Hod, connected to Modim. He's the, he's the recognizable figure in the city. And he's Ziva. Yeshlo Ziv Klaster Panim. He has a certain look about him which commands respect and honor and makes an impression upon people. So he's the Ziv. 
people like you know, they they kind of like mimic him. They they they're they're in facial expressions and in, in actions and in, in in habits. You can see that in culturally speaking, in certain places. You know, you go to certain parts of society. You, you go, let's say, to a university, or you go to like a you know um, certain like a you know a corporate you know culture, or you go to you know more working class culture. You go to a you know more farm belt. You know, people hold themselves a little bit differently. Now, one's not to say better than the other, but you know, they the, there's a certain style and standard of how people hold themselves. So when you have a sadik around, and he's making and people recognize his wisdom, but they also recognize his mannerisms. And when that leaves, when he leaves, those mannerisms leave. And something about them, I guess, is beneficial. And finally, there's the hadar, the glory. That's the malchus gedula. So that glory, that 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 uh, greatness, that uh, you know, uh, you know. Um, Royalty, so to speak, he doesn't have to be literally royalty, but the way he conducts himself, the way that he holds himself, there's some quality of it. That also, that's the hadar, that's the bare mind crimes. So now we understand why Rashi says these three things. Uh, and of course, you have you have, have something that connect hadar to malchus, and you have connect hodat to modim, and ziv. We see ziv plaster, that's how he puts it. Now, Rashi finds says, if he leaves, pana hadara, he's care shlosha devarim, hod ziv hadar, right. Okay, fine. This is, I guess, based on the mask of the David. So there's three benefits for tzaddik being in the ear. For their nefesh, that's maybe their, their moral quality, their intellectual quality, their care, you know, for their bodies, gufam, and for their money. How is it beneficial for the nefesh? Because he indicates to them the road, the path, the, the straight path to know what they should do. The gufam amunam, um, everybody, hold on. Um, um, Okay, fine. Um, we're back in the Mask of the David. Um, the 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 because they don't uh, live, you know, they're not morally upstanding. But why is it? Why Dafka and Yaakov with Yaakov and Naomi? Does it make this? Does it point this out? They left their place. That by Abraham, Abraham left, and Moshe left uh, Midian, right? At times, why, why not? Why uh, not the other tzaddikim? There's two reasons. One, with Yaakov, you might say it's not so bad. Yitzchak and Rivka are still there. No, no, it's not the same as a few people living by the, by the Torah as having many people doing it. And by Naomi, you might think that it's only a, for a man 
that, that uh, a tzaddik makes a rasha. Not for a woman. No, no, no. It's also true by women. A woman's tzaddikus has, has the same. She also the hoda uh, and hadara um, ziva. She also makes a rasha. So um, the Rashi actually, if we go to Ruth, is him saying how did Rashi say it actually? Rashi says the Tate say. he still was in Haran. Right? We see that he's still in Haran. How do you know from the continuation of the story? So, so, because next time, we next story, next narrative that he he uh, ends, he he meets some place. And it comes to tell us about the events that happened to him on the road. So obviously he hasn't yet arrived in Haran in terms of the narrative. So what does mean? He's on the road that leads to Haran. He's traveling to Haran. That's according to Pashut Pshat, the Pshutoshimikra. According to Midrash, what the Midrash saying later on, we'll see that he actually went to Haran and then he came back and he met this place. So that's interesting. You know, why is the Midrash not in sync with the Pshat? Uh, and how do we put that all together? We'll have to say that for another time. But either way, um, Rashi here says, and and he hasn't actually gone there, and therefore there's next narrative. But there's a midrash which, for some reason, takes us in a different way. That Yaakov went from Beersheba, he went to Haran, we get to Haran, he then turned back and he ended up with Gabba Makom. And we have to understand that midrash when we get to that Rashi talking about it uh, to the best we can in the next year. In the meantime, it should all be well. We'll continue with the parsha in the next year. Take care. Bye bye.